Hi everyone, it's great to have you with us here this morning. My name is Phil and I'm going to be going through the next part of our series, The Spirit-Filled Church. What I want to start with though is talk a bit about, you know, this lockdown. I want to talk a little bit about um, what new skills have you picked up? Because I know that a lot of us would have talked about it at the start. We would have said, oh, I'm, I'm going to start doing this or I'm going to start doing that. And I know that some people have started doing bread making, some people have started learning instruments and things like that. Now, I made probably a little bit of a foolish decision when we had our youth Zoom meeting early on. I said that I was going to learn to juggle with four balls. Now, I can juggle with three balls. I have always been able to juggle with three balls ever since I was a teenager. Um, but I thought, actually, maybe maybe now's the moment. Maybe now's the moment to actually like begin trying to learn what the how to, how to do it essentially. And so, and yeah, this is going to go where you hope it's going to go, ladies and gentlemen, because you are about to see something very special. I'm going to show you how I'm getting on. Okay, so don't feel too bad about how your skills are going once you've seen this. Okay, so here are my four balls, and hopefully. The blurring of this is going to kind of like affect the fact that you can't really see my facials and you can't really tell how bad this is looking, right? So I'll give it a few goes and we'll see how we're getting on, okay? Right. Okay, it'll go better this time. Don't worry, everyone. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any better than that. So we'll see this last one. Okay. I mean, that's an absolute shocker, to be honest, isn't it? I mean, you've come here expecting something really spiritual and you've just got some somebody just juggling four balls. Um, so, so the question is, why have I done that? Well, clearly it's not to show you how to juggle with four balls, is it? What I want to talk about, first thing, is I want to talk about four essential parts of, of the Christian life. Firstly, we're actually, you say that as a, as a Christian, we should spend some time praying and, and interacting with God and worshipping. Yeah, that would be one thing. Secondly, we'd say, well, actually, it's an important part of being a Christian to, to read your Bible and try and understand the word of God. And thirdly, it's, it's really important to be able to um, spend some time with other Christians. Yeah, to spend some time, whether that's at uni or whether it's in your um, with housemates or things like that. It's important to spend time with other Christians in the church. What we sometimes forget about is that it's very important to have a relationship with non-Christians and it's important that we share our faith with them. And often we're so busy doing these three that we forget about these this one. Now, I mean, I haven't showed you there, but I can definitely juggle with three balls, okay? And, and often we kind of think, oh, well, I can do these three and, that, and that's absolutely fine. And, and this is more than enough, to be honest with me. That, that, is, that is getting me through the day. That is fine, okay? And we sometimes forget that actually there's an extra one as well. And so what I want to say today is actually it's vital that we have all four essential elements of being a Christian. And I'm going to... I'm going to really focus on how sharing your faith and having how God empowers us to share our faith. We've looked at over the last few weeks, we've looked at how the Holy Spirit fills us for purpose. 
Steve spoke about it last week. And actually, we're going to look at really digging in to actually what that means for us today, what that means in terms of sharing our faith in our situations now and in our situations as, as maybe we come out of lockdown in a bit. And so if you're a Christian here today, I want to help you to understand actually a few tools of how you can share your faith. I want to help you to understand that actually God is for you as you share your faith. I want to help you to understand that actually God has filled you in order that you can share your faith. And it's a purpose that he, he fills us, not so that we look inward, but we look outward. Yeah, it's a, it, part of us is it's about the church getting out of the building, out of all these meetings and being scattered to where we are and in our communities and thinking, OK, well, what is God going to do in your community? What's he going to do in your friendship group? Okay, through being filled with the Holy Spirit and being full of God, what's he going to do? And if you're watching this and, and you're not a Christian, actually, it's really important for you that it's really important for us, actually, sorry, that, that you're watching. It's really important for us and, and we want your help. Okay, because we want to do this better. We want to do this better. We want to learn how to share our faith better. But actually, we need you to help us. So there's, a, there's an email account, actually. It's gotquestions at hopewinchester.org. And if you've got anything that you think of and think, well, actually, maybe if you did this, that would make people listen to you a little bit more. Or if you did this, then people wouldn't be turned off from Christianity so much. And if you email that account and just title it to Phil, then I'll get it. And then we can we can either dialogue about it and you, you can help us out because actually it will be more helpful for us if we have your input as well. So as we look at how the Holy Spirit empowers our faith, we're going to look at three different areas. We're going to look at why we do it, because to be honest, without that, the rest of it is kind of meaningless, really. If, you, if you're kind of thinking, OK, well, I'm just drumming this into you, but you don't really understand why, then then that will be meaningless. We're going to look at how we do it and that will be a bit more application and, and actually thinking about, okay, well, how are we actually going to do this on a day-to-day -day life as spirit-filled believers, spirit-filled followers of Jesus? And then thirdly, we're going to look at, okay, who makes the difference? So first things first, why do we do this? Why do Christians feel that, that they need to share their faith? Surely it's, just, surely it's just for them. Why do they actually feel that they need to, to share their faith at all? Now, now, firstly, it's because we want to. Okay. Now, I, I know and, and you know that actually the, the things which we're passionate about, the things that we're keen on, the things that we really like, those are the things that we often talk about. So actually, it's a biblical principle, really. You know, Jesus said that out of the overflow of the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and whether that's for you, whether that's your, um, your hobbies, or whether that's um, for you, your, your stuff that you're doing at work, or things like that, actually, the things that you're passionate about, you will talk about. And so when, when somebody has come to a realisation that this man, Jesus, has come down to earth, that he's walked on, he's walked on the earth, amassed this whole load of followers performed miracles, predicted his death, then died, and then there's been loads of witnesses who have then said, oh, we've actually seen him again, and and then actually he, you know, ascends into heaven. If all of that, and he and he's done it for you, then then surely that is something that we would want to share with people, right? Like that doesn't that doesn't seem, you know, illogical at all. And and so one of the reasons that, that Christians 
you know, share their faith is actually because because they want to, because it's an overflow of how they feel about knowing that Jesus has done those things for us. We call others because actually, first of all, you know, God called us. We love other people because God first loved us. And actually, as we share our faith, there's a there's an element where actually it is about God loving us first so that we can love other people and and sharing our faith with people is just it's just loving them as best as we can to be honest with you so that's the first point because we want to second point is well it's a command actually if you look in um acts 1 8 yeah it's the last thing that Jesus said before he ascended into heaven he said but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth he's basically commissioning them and saying guys it's over to you now you're my plan a for getting this message out there he's commanding them and he's saying to them you need to do this you need to be my witnesses and focus on that word itself witnesses so this isn't about you know you as a witness so so this is speaking to to christians to jesus followers you as a witness you're not the judge you're not the jury, you're not the prosecutor, you're not the defence lawyer, you're simply a witness. Now, what does a witness do? Well, a witness just says what they saw, says how what they heard, says how they maybe how they feel about it. It's not like you have to have all the answers as a witness at all. You know, if you think about what it's like in court and things like that, a witness will just, just say what they saw. And so likewise, as you witness, as you sort of act as a witness for Jesus, you just have to share what you know, nothing else. Yeah, it's not about knowing all the answers at all. And sticking with Acts 1.8 as well, before it talks about us being witnesses, because otherwise you think, okay, well, this is something I need to just work really hard at. To start with, it says you will receive power. Actually, they were, they were asked to, to wait. They were asked to wait until the Holy Spirit came. And when they waited, actually, they went from being these believers who were really fearful to then they became fearless. And actually, as God fills us with his, his Holy Spirit, we can go from being fearful to fearless as we share our faith with other people, as we are witnesses for him. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's not just to, to give us strength to work out our day-to-day -day walk with him, but he empowers us to heal the sick, to perform miracles, to share spiritual gifts with people inside and outside the church. And that's going to be something that we look at over the next few weeks in different ways. In Acts 8.4, it says, Those who had been scattered, and this was because of persecution of the church, they preached the word wherever they went. Okay, and that's what that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Actually, we are we're a scattered people at the moment. We're scattered in in all our different communities around Winchester, around the surrounding area. I know there's people who are watching here from from all over the place. Actually, we're a scattered people, but actually the command is to preach the word wherever we go. And, and that's what we want to do, because we want to share our faith with other people. Now, there's a, there's a slight issue, though, isn't there? Because some, sometimes, and having been a Christian for a long time, and having known a lot of Christians, we, we know that what we should do, 
we know why we should do it a lot of the time, but sometimes we struggle with, okay, well, how does this work out? Okay, how does this work out? I know you're saying, okay, be filled with the Spirit, but how's that going to work out for me tomorrow morning? How's it going to work out for me in my situation now? And so my next point is how we do it. A couple of weeks ago, as I was preparing for this talk, I sent a message to three of my Christian friends and I just said to them, okay, I've got to do a message on sharing your faith. What would be your three top tips for this? And I also sent a similar message to three of my friends who aren't Christians. And I said, actually, it'd be helpful to get your perspective on things as well in terms of, you know, what do you think that we can do better? What do we do well? What do we not do so well from, from your perspective? Let me tell you that actually the... The three friends who aren't Christians, they all replied quicker. They all replied much more extensively as well. It was all helpful stuff from from all corners, really. But actually, I was just amazed that actually how much they thought through their answers. And it made me think, why don't I just challenge you with that as well? Why don't I challenge you to, you know, just ping out a, a text to a few people and just say, you know, because essentially I'm now asking you to do it. You could say, our church is asking, okay, how how can we share our faith more effectively? And then see what answers you get. It will start a conversation and you actually might find it helpful. So I've got three points for this as well. Firstly, have friends who don't believe things that you do. And that's so important that that we actually have, have a friendship group which isn't just me and a load of Christians. Now, how does that work out in the real world? Well, it works out by you do the things that you enjoy doing And then you find other people who enjoy doing those things who don't necessarily believe the same things that you do. All of a sudden, whether that's a cookery class or a walking group or a, you know, quiz nights or things like that. All of a sudden, you've got a whole friendship group. You've got an environment where you can be, as a spirit-filled Christian, you can be a witness just by being who you are. Okay, it's in a sense, it's so simple, but you might turn around and say, To be honest, Phil, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the time because of my work pressures. I don't have the time because of my uh, family situation. And I totally understand that. And it will be slightly different for, for each of you, to be honest with you. It might mean that actually you work out how you can get in contact with a few of your work colleagues and talk about, you know, non work related things, okay, about things which just interest you both. It might be that you join a support group with people who are in similar family situations to you. To be honest, one of my things is is playing football. And so every Wednesday night we'll play football. Um, and But now we're in lockdown. And so I started thinking, oh, OK, well, how am I actually going to spend time with my friends? I actually miss them, to be honest with you. And so we just started doing a, quiz, a football quiz every Wednesday night. It's so simple. And you just, you just spend time with people. It's so important that we don't neglect that fourth juggling ball. It's so important that we don't just think, oh, it's fine, well, I'm, my walk with God's great, I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible, I'm spending time with people in the church. Actually, no, 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 we need to have that fourth juggling ball in play as well. Second point would be ask questions and listen to the answers. Now, you'll see throughout the Gospels that actually Jesus was was definitely someone who asked questions, who who asked questions to get to know people, asked questions to to challenge them on different things. Everyone's got a story to tell, right? Everyone's got a story of, you know, why did they come to this uni? Why are they in this job? How do you get on with your siblings? 
everyone's got something to tell and it just it just involves us asking the right questions and as you ask those questions you'll begin to understand a little bit more about what makes that person tick you'll begin to understand maybe what elements of faith they struggle with but actually by by asking them questions and by listening you're shown respect you're shown understanding you show you care for them right because you're their friends and so that's the first and foremost thing we're not making these people our projects we're making them our friends and to be honest as a christian you will probably value those people who who aren't christian more because it will be helpful for your sanity probably to not just have a whole load of christians in a christian bubble the whole time we're called to be interested in them because god's interested in them yeah they're our friends and that's the first and foremost point now as part of this show understanding of their questions but also allow them to challenge you and don't be afraid to to know all the right answers now i was going to write a whole point on this but actually my my friend sent me a message which i mean i'm just going to read you the whole thing to be honest so he said this this is this so this is a friend who isn't a christian and he says this word for word he says be real be honest be humble be fallible that person would have their doubts about your religion and it's honest and it validates you as a person to admit you don't have all the answers if they have criticisms or doubts share them and hear them show understanding of why they might be skeptical and perhaps explain areas you're also unsure of within your faith make it okay for that person to challenge and don't feel you need to answer those questions with a comeback hear those challenges and acknowledge them be sincere in wanting to hear those challenges and be humble in explaining why you see things differently but that that's okay and every time i read that i just find it so releasing he's not expecting me to know all the answers in fact i might have some of the same questions but but that's okay i'm i'm called to be a witness i'm called to just say what i've seen say what i hear he's not expecting me to know the answers jesus isn't expecting me to know the answers so so you where you are don't feel that you need to know all the answers all the time just share what you can the third point would be be brave at every opportunity as we look in the book of acts we find a people who when the holy spirit came on them they were bold they were courageous they weren't before and like i said they were fearless that they became fearless we've got stories of of Stephen who in one sense was just a humble guy who was waiting on tables for the distribution of food but then this guy who was just who was performing signs and wonders who was speaking boldly under great trial and persecution there was clearly something different about him he was brave in in every opportunity now what does that look for us it looks like when you're on a night out and and all your friends kind of say oh let's let's go and do this or, or let's go this way and you say no i'm not doing it it looks like when you know you're in a really stressful situation and someone asks you how have you got so much peace and you're brave enough to to talk to them about it it looks like if your friend is is feeling unwell and you step out and you have the boldness to say can i pray for you and it looks like you being the best likeness of jesus that you can in every single situation notice that i say you know be brave at every opportunity it's not something that you need to force you're just waiting for the opportunities to come up
I've had moments over the years when I've been at parties or around the dinner table or, or at the moment on Zoom where there's been moments and I thought, oh, there's an opportunity here to share something. Conversation ends up talking about Jesus or about Christianity. And I think, oh, there's a moment. And then, and then by the time I've worked out what I'm going to say, the moment's gone. I just feel awful about it. And this has happened many, many times. And I felt that God spoke to me about this as I was as I was thinking about it. And he spoke to me about two brothers. He spoke to me about Peter. And he spoke to me about his brother, Andrew. Now, Peter is someone who, if you're not a Christian here, you know, you've, you may have heard of him, actually. He was one of the main guys in the early church, you know, one of Jesus' disciples. And he was someone who, on the day of Pentecost, he stood up in front of this huge crowd and 3,000 people became Christian. He was bold. He was filled with the Spirit. And if, and if he's all our example is for someone who is filled with the Spirit and this is how we share our faith, then actually I would always think, okay, it's time for Peter to preach. No matter what situation, right, time for Peter to preach. But then we meet his brother Andrew as well. And Andrew is only mentioned three times, apart from in the different lists of the disciples. He's mentioned three times. Firstly, was when he um, was first introduced to Jesus. And the first thing he did was he went and got his brother, Peter, and brought him to Jesus. The second time was when the feeding of the 5,000. And actually all the disciples are like, oh, how are we going to feed all these people? What are we going to do? And actually, Andrew comes along, Andrew speaks up and he says, oh, I've got a, got a boy here who's got, you know, the loaves and the fishes, brings him to Jesus. And then Jesus does this amazing miracle. And then there's a third occasion, which we're actually like where Philip brings some Greeks to, to Andrew and then they together bring them to Jesus. And so... So there's this this strange sort of situation where you've got two brothers, one who actually in every situation seems to be like, OK, well, it's Peter's time to preach. But actually, you've got this other one where it's OK, sometimes it's time for Andrew to bring. And what this means for us is that actually there will be situations where you're asked, where, where God asks you to preach into a situation where he says, actually, now's a moment there's a whole group here. It's time for you to speak up and speak out. But then there's other moments where actually he'll say, it's time for you to just bring them. Just bring them one by one. Now, that's meant that sometimes where there's been conversations going on and I think, well, it's not quite the right time to, to preach while everyone's in this situation. I'll send a message to, to somebody and say, hey, I, I know you were talking about that afterwards. I know we didn't really get a chance to to speak that through actually this is what this is what i think as a christian and and then you start that dialogue and part of being a spiritual christian is actually hearing the voice of god when is it a moment for peter to preach and when is it a moment for andrew to bring so my final point is going to be who makes the difference so as i've tried to give you a few tools of of how to share your faith as we've talked a bit about why we share our faith Actually, if there's going to ever be a change, then it's going to be God who makes the change. It's not going to be about our clever answers or our fancy arguments. It's God who makes the change in people's hearts. Paul, who's one of the early church leaders, in one of his letters to the church in Corinth, he says this. He says, my message and my preaching was not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. 
so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. So again, we're talking about, you know, it's not about the fancy arguments. It's not about, you know, having the answers to everything. Actually, it's a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Now, he would have involved, that would have involved for him, uh, he would have prayed for healing. He would have, in the power of God, he would have performed signs and wonders. But actually, he himself, in his life, he was a demonstration of the Spirit's power. He went from being someone who, well, to be honest, he killed Christians. Someone who, when he spoke about it, when he speaks about what his life was, he says, I was the worst of sinners. But actually, God showed up. God did a work in him. And that itself is a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And that's the same for you. As you're a witness in all these different situations, as you're a witness with your friendship groups, you're a demonstration of the Spirit's power. I sometimes think about light and darkness. And actually, light always penetrates darkness so if you're going into a dark place actually just by being there just by being light you will have an impact on that situation now paul would know paul would know that he was just an ordinary guy and as we look across the new testament we would just see a whole load of ordinary people but they were filled with the spirit they were bold they were courageous but they knew that actually it was God who had been before them, it was God who was at work through them, and it was God who would be there afterwards. It wasn't about them, it was about God doing the work. And it's not about you, it's about God at work. So what does this mean? Well, it means that we pray for our friends. Now, I'm someone who likes routine, and so, so I'll often have certain things that I pray for each day. And on a Thursday morning, I'll pray for my friends who aren't Christians. And it won't just be me saying, oh, Lord, would you just come and save them? Lord, would you just come and um, work in their life? Would they come to know you? Actually, it'll be a lot more wide ranging prayers than that. I'll be saying, Lord, I know those guys are looking to have kids soon. Lord, would you help them? Lord, I know in that work situation he's struggling. Would you help him? Lord, I know their relationship is a little bit rocky at the moment. Would you be with them? Would you build them together? Actually, I'm praying blessing on them. I'm praying for good things for them at all times. On top of that, I would also pray that they would at some point come to know their Heavenly Father. They would come to know that actually Jesus has made a way that they could know God. So I encourage you, why don't you join me? Why don't you join me? And, and in fact, let's get our phones, let's get our phones open. I want you to get the notes application open. I want you to write down three of your friends who you are going to commit to pray for in this coming season let's let's say once a week until the end of august three friends if you don't have you know if you haven't got your phone if you're actually watching it on your phone at the moment then just get a pen and paper write it down somewhere three friends who you're going to commit to pray for blessings good things and then you know slowly but surely maybe there will be opportunities to share your faith Maybe there won't be, but that's okay. If you're struggling to think of three people, then actually maybe it's worth you revisiting one of my earlier points and thinking, okay, well, how can I make friends with people who don't believe the same things that I do? Maybe there's something that you need to think about and, and ultimately pray about. Think, okay, well, how can I do this better? How can I get that, get that fourth juggling ball into play? How can I have a relation? How can I have friendships and relationship with people who aren't Christians? Because it's vital. We cannot neglect it. 
God has empowered us to share our faith with other people. We have to do our part as well. Let me just pray for us as we finish. Lord, I want to thank you for those people that you've put around us. Lord, I want to thank you that actually you love them even more than we do. Lord, I pray that you would keep teaching us what it is to be a spirit-filled church, what it is to be a a spirit-filled believer. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness. I pray you'd give us courage. Lord, I pray that we would be brave when opportunities arise. But Lord, I pray that we would show the love to our friends that you have showed to us, that you showed to the world when you sent Jesus. Amen. And just before we wrap up, if you're not a Christian and actually as you've as you listened to me, you thought, actually, there's a few things that I could also suggest. There's a few things that I could, you know, give you some advice on. Then again, feel free to email that gotquestions at hopewinchester.org. Just put in the title, hi, Phil, and then I'll get it and we can start talking about things. That'd be really helpful. We'd really appreciate it. But have a great week, everyone. It's been great to be with you this morning. Have a great Sunday. I'll see you soon.